Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. My name is Moss, I use Z, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. My name is Mel, I use they, them pronouns. I play Trick, who also uses they, them pronouns. Trick is a huge human warrior and Ember's elder sibling. My name is Haz, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Maynard, who uses he, him pronouns, and he is a skittish wizard. I'm Chris, I play Rill, and we both use he, him pronouns. Okay, so, our party of adventurers has reached the world's central continent of Arania. They have set out along the Pilgrim's Road, which follows the river from the port city of Pedonium towards, towards the Sunfire Lake, in which is the island and druidic monastery known as Spindle. They are going here for complex reasons, which boil down to they got a tip from a very powerful wizard that they know who they think might be a lich. That some people who might know some more things about the reasons that the, the war between the gods a hundred years ago started passed through here a hundred years ago. She suggested that if they were interested in the war of the gods and why it happened, which they are, because Ember's god, the Singing Flame, has given them a holy mission to investigate that. If they wanted to know those things, they should pull on that thread, but should not mention that Rothamir sent them. So, you are on a road. It follows more or less the course of a river. It's a fairly slow-moving, wide winding river there's a lot of traffic on it some of that is being pulled by horses some of that is being rowed you see one or two vessels that have some kind of uh, magically powered paddles paddle wheels to power them up river and those move faster than anything else does against the current you're by no means the only people walking on this road either. There are groups of pilgrims ahead and behind you, and you're separated most of the time by a couple of miles of travel, but occasionally someone will stop for a rest or you'll catch up toward the end of the day and you know that you have travelling companions on this road. You're passing through agricultural country. And although at night you can hear sometimes in the distance you might hear wolves, once you see a brown bear just amble across the road as you're making camp. But it seems like it's pretty well fed on whatever it's uh, stealing from the local crops or catching in the river, and it doesn't seem particularly bothered by you. It's hot, it's sunny, you're having a nice, a nice long hike through nice, attractive countryside. Uh, about 
about the third or fourth day, you start noticeably climbing in elevation. You, you come into hills. It's never been perfectly flat land, but it's been quite a wide river valley. Now it's more, more notably hilly. And sometimes you're not alongside the river because you are up the side of the hill from it. Uh, but it's still fairly easy going. It's still a nice road. I am not planning to attack you on this road, but you do have several days of travel. So if any wanted to, anyone wanted to, oh, for instance, call their parents, you have ample time to do that. You don't have to. I'm just, you know, you can. Uh, I actually also have a call to place if, if Rill is willing at some point over the week. Also place calls Hi. through Rill. Yeah, place calls through me. It only works... It might not work, but I can try. Um, does everyone else want to call? I'm curious about this now. I know uh, Trick, we talked uh, about calling your superior um, um, officer before to ask about the amulet and everything, but... But we established that that wasn't possible because you don't know them. Yes. You don't know her at all. Um, I, I, I was wanting to call the gnome again. All right. Um, what would you like to know? I'd like to ask. What I'd like to know know of this gnome is the gnome... Oh no, hang on a second. Once again, my grasp of history has proven distinctly wanting because I decided to be proficient in religion instead. Mm. Um, and I keep forgetting that the... Still though, I was about to say, I keep forgetting that the, go that the goddess of the earth was blown up like mm -hmm. nine centuries before the war even start, uh, before the war before the war even started. Yes, um, but the gnomes have been super secret hidden since forever, and this gnome can't snitch on us definitely <laughs> on account of being trapped in a trapped in an inviolable magical prison. Right. Accordingly. I was just wondering, okay, more, more in character, I was just wondering, if the gnomes are so hidden and secret in and of themselves, then maybe they might have been, you know, overlooked when the gods, you know, stamped on knowledge of um, what happened in that place to that, to that person. Oh, you think, I think she might know ask. something... I mean, we should, ask, we should ask her about the. Wait, how? Sorry, was it her? I don't think. Um. Oh, was it? Ben. Yeah, it was. Was yes. it? Oh, okay. I mean, okay. You, you have you have seen her for all of a minute and a half. So yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, she appeared feminine. Yes. I love to read the cultural gender markers of a civilization that went underground before I was born. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. What was I saying? Shoot. She might know also, something about also the, the gods. Also, 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 also just like the narrator kept referring to her as her, so we sort of like made the guess. Yeah, you have, you have you know, a narrative. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. the narrator. Um, you have a narrative indication yeah. <laughs> that she may be a um, So, um, it just, like, just that it might be worth asking about that. Um, also, I guess, maybe ask if, you know, if she has any deep-rooted sins, which 
which could be ironically expiated to um, release her from her prison. <laughs> I only have 25 words to get this Okay, well, I'll, I'll ask about the goddess. 25 <laughs> words? Hang on, wait, wait, you said 25 words. Yes. I think this is possibly the first time the trick really, really understood and understood anything more specific than just like you know a short message. Oh, yeah, Rill just kind of assumed everyone knew. <laughs> just like, yeah, well, hang on a second. Surely you can specific. ask. Do you know of a goddess of the earth? Also, any ideas on what could free you? I don't know if that's twenty-five. I might have to write it down. Well, you can write, write it, it Hold on. Yeah, I'm writing <laughs> it right now. <laughs> oh, I love playing an illiterate character. I have to keep notes. Well, I'm not illiterate. If so, we yeah. ask about a goddess of the earth, I mean, it might just say the Sleeping Queen. Bull goddess. Oh, yes. The, that stipulation. Of course. Yeah. Goddess of the soil. I mean, what so I have now is 17 words, so we have a little bit of play here. The goddess of the earth. Soil, harvest, etc. She had a cornucopia, like, which I guess we recognize as a cornucopia, so maybe the, the idea of a cornucopia generally wasn't solely hers. Well, I mean, you figure a bag of, must... of food is, you know, sort of. Well, I mean, but the idea of a, a horn event in particular. Oh, yeah. Last time we talked to her she didn't know where she was or what had happened to her so i think asking her what do you think would free you might not be yeah. useful i mean she didn't know who put her in there well, well hang on a second we know what we do know about her for certain is that she's a very powerful wizard yes if you were a very powerful wizard mate i'm sorry if you were a more powerful wizard may not right I don't mean to do you down. Do you think that this is a spell that you'd sort of have an idea of? I told you that there's very specific ways that it can be broken, no, 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 but no, they're but only known to the caster. Right, right, right. But hang on a second. Surely, wait. I mean, I'm just, listen, most of my arcane knowledge comes from storybooks. In a, if this was in a storybook, then you know, if I don't know, she'd killed someone, then the trigger could be that person being avenged, that sort of thing. Um, but it, but you but it wouldn't just be like you know someone has to hop on one foot in a circle on this mountain. Like but it be some sort could of... be that. Oh, okay. Which is a gnome. I heard. Well some... then, that's unhelpful. The instructions are known by the caster they can be as very specific or they can be very vague right it's so basically it could be literally anything it would probably so guess... be something that makes sense in context because that's how spells work they have some sort of romantic uh, narrative to them right that's the exact thing that i was just saying and then you said no it could just be hopping around in a circle on a mountain yes but for all we know hopping on a one foot in a circle on a mountaintop could be narratively relevant to right, this person well, my point we is know. that she might know if she might be if she's a wizard she might be able to think to herself if i was a wizard who hated me and wanted to put me in a magic prison <laughs> 
then what would I make be the thing to break the curse? Alright, okay, I'll ask her. <laughs> I'll ask her <laughs> to see what we get. I think it's a genuine, genuine in-character reaction, just like, yes. no, 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 you don't understand. Okay. Uh, Listen here, wizard. <laughs> wizard boy. Real is going to um, find a, a moment where there are um, no other travelers around us to cast sending. To Luchette? Uh, uh, Luchette, yes. Yes. Alright, um, he's going to... He's going to send... Do you know of a goddess of the earth, soil, and harvest? And do you know how to free yourself? Such weird questions to just get out of absolutely nowhere. <laughs> it should be about twenty words. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't think you were cut off there. I'm just thinking responses. Yeah, I mean, I assume all of these questions that we've been asking her just sort of come out of nowhere <laughs> in this haze that she's in, um, in this amulet. Who, who could possibly speculate upon the psychological state of this gnome? <laughs> about her psychic environment right now. Who knows? Well, I don't know what would be more horrific, if she didn't know what was going on around her, or if she did. <laughs> okay. Response comes... I don't know this spell or how to end it. I know the god you speak of. Get me out, I can explain. Oh, that is... Mm. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, Maynard, she doesn't know the spell, but she apparently knows of or recognizes the goddess, but she's as constrained by the spell as I am, and can't or won't share anything about her. Well, if she doesn't know the spell, then she wouldn't know anything about the conditions under which she'd be freed. Uh, so I guess we're just going to have to find out more about when she was present. See if we can pinpoint a person or a place. Yeah. Well, that might have to wait. Ah, it's frustrating though. But still, if <sighs> I were her, I'm going to be honest, I might um, choose to withhold useful and clearly desirable information I have until the other people had followed through on their part of um, helping me out. Mm, precisely. I know that Rail can't send a message to whoever gave you that amulet, mm. but is there another way we could get a message to them? I mean, Rail could send a message to someone that he knows that could potentially and ask them to try and find her. Um, you know where she is? Well, I mean, she's um, still with the Border Riders. Well, last I knew of it. I imagine she'd have come by the... Uh, she'd have come by the, the village if she'd, you know, retired out of it. Um, which means potentially... Anywhere along the northern border. Um, right. Um, I suppose 
I suppose if I were if I were going to take a punt, I suppose you could do worse. You could try asking Arvid to keep an eye out. That's the best I can think of, really. <laughs> or I guess I'm... actually, um, um, um. I was thinking of maybe sending to your wife to ask if she could you know, send it along the grapevine or something that we need information on this. My wife is a couple weeks hard hiking away from anywhere that um, the captain should be. Oh. Um, I suppose Azar. Azar seems very, very friendly, mm-hmm. and we've got a bit of a personal connection going on there. Um, it could also reasonably keep a keep an ear out. I suppose. <laughs> Since Maynard is uh, in the family now and all. Sorry for the laughter. What happened was Ben trying not to interrupt the trying not to interrupt the flow of conversation. Um, sent us the message in chat. Hi Lavender, you're our second choice after a baby people. Can you send this message up? <laughs> I don't know if Arvid is still a baby. It's been I can't send Arvid messages. I can send people messages. I actually Arvid hold on, people. let me check the Wait, I can send this. it to a creature, so it doesn't have to be like a humanoid or anything. It can be a creature. I can ask Arvin to... But we're not gonna. We're not going to, no. I think that sending a message to Azar and asking if he's got any way to contact the Border Riders is a good idea. Okay. Well, Maynard, what did you want me to do with I mean, with we sending? are... Hundred, we are hundreds of miles away from Azar, so if it is too presumptuous, what's he going to do, really? Um, I suppose... Oh, shoot. Do we, do we have a canon name for Captain Moore's name? I don't think so. I don't think I don't I've think named either. them. No. Um, let's have a name now, and let's also, importantly, put it in a document somewhere. Um, how about... Uh, Tassata. T-A-S-S-A-T-A. Sounds good. There you go. Has the same sort of fauna tactics as the mayor of Fosberg's name, so can't be too far off. Right, well... So, uh, what I was saying was, I I suppose just ask if he'd be willing to pass on a message to to try and get a message to Captain Tassata? And I suppose the message can just be as simple as that I want to... Talk. I mean, the problem is, the best we can do is get to start it to a person that you can send to. Right. We might, we might need to do this when we go back home. Oh, yeah. yeah. Doing it in person would be much easier. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> I don't think it's the best um, use of your... Um, uh, Miracle magic's granted to me by my god. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's a miracle, isn't it? Maynard, what did you want me to send for you? Um, it would not, uh, when I was saying uh, we should all send messages through a rail that was out of character, Maynard doesn't have anybody to contact that real knows. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know if he had any ideas. 
Nope. Else, Ember, does the horse, you know, does the horse have ideas? Ember, do you have anything you want to send anybody <laughs> while I'm doing this? I don't have anything I want to send. All right. Um. Okay, all right. Um. Oh, sorry. Oh. Are there okay, Moss? Yes, I just moved, and Ellie was not happy about it. Oh, poor baby. I mean, rude, to be honest. <laughs> All right, in that case, um, Ridley's going to cast Sending to his father. Okay. Dad, it's real. I talked to Mom. She's, she's alive. You're right. Alive. She's trapped. Squadron. Mm. Earth goddess's domain. That's about all he can send. Unfortunately. He has a lot more to say, but... That was a thing to just say. Well, how else am I supposed to... As there is no god of the Earth. Yeah, well... Surely you must mean the Sleeping Queen. Right. She has been kidnapped by the Sleeping Queen. This is the only possible (laughs) conclusion. (laughs) Well, I have one more sending to hopefully stop any uh, <laughs> intra <laughs> intra uh, intra what's church. The messenger the, what's the messenger the god of anyway? Secrets. <laughs> Secrets. <laughs> and romance. Yeah. Bless. See, you're good on the romance side of things. You, you they, uh, has like a, a Harlequin book or something that he has in his pack that he's like reads from time to time. Fun. Holy scripture. <laughs> Just formulate. Mm-hmm. Have a Mills and Boom, but that's heresy. Oh, real. Real, that's wonderful. I Thank you so much for finding her. I knew she was alive. I knew it. We'll find her. Real nods to himself and, and smiles and thinks about home. And gods and what what crossing into another plane might feel like. Well, Mills and Boone just sounds like an alcohol uh, <laughs> curer. It does not sound like somebody who publishes Wait, books. Do you, not have, do you not have Mills and Boone over there? I'm oh. sure they do have Mills and Boone. I think perhaps no idea. Mills and Boone. I think is it, is, it, is, it, is it Danielle Steele that's oh, like yeah. the American equivalent? Well, oh, okay. Mills and Boone is the publisher, not the author. Right, sorry. Of course. They, they publish trashy romance novels of um, apparently, mm. you know, moderate quality. Mm. Oh, parent company, Harlequin Enterprises. There we are. <laughs> huh. You travel on through the hills for another couple of days. And around mid-morning on the seventh day, you crest one last hill, and you've been following the course of this river valley the whole time. But now you can see the huge lake that it springs from, and it is a very large body of water. You, By no means can you see across it. It sits in a shallow bowl in the hills. You can see buildings on the shore around the source of the river. 
you can see other settlements scattered along the shores of the lake. And from your vantage, you can also see there is an island out in the waters, very green, verdant with trees, and waiting at a small, a, a, a solitary jetty near the source of the river in that little village there, there is a green painted boat. You can see that the road you're on runs pretty directly towards that boat. Your tone made that sound very ominous. It wasn't meant to be. I'm just a bit, <laughs> you know, gravelly <laughs> today. Good. It, when you say a, a just boat, one what, boat or like several taking is this people like across? Is this like a rowboat or a big? It's a fairly substantial ferry. Um, ferry, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not huge, um, but it looks like all it's used for is as a ferry, and it can probably hold 20 or 30 people fairly comfortably. Still closer to a rowboat than a rowboat. It's not, it's not huge. Um, it, is, it is at a jetty on its own, so there is separately the trade boats along the river have a, a separate set of docks that they're tying up at. This, this boat on the lake is by itself. Oh, do we see any more of the um, paddle boats? Uh, there's, there's some um, travelling up and down the river. There's probably one tied up at the, at the docks. Um, but the um, real perception. Okay. Uh, 18. The green painted boat at the, at the jetty by itself does not have paddles or sails or any visible oars. Mm. Which, based on, the other, based on the boats that go up and down the river, you'd be like, so it's pulled by horses, except this one goes across a lake. That, that's not going to work. It has no visible means of propulsion. Uh, there isn't like a big cable strung across the uh, strung You do the not lake. see a cable. <laughs> uh, it doesn't happen to have any arcane symbols on it, does it? You don't see any. I cast detect magic on the boat. <laughs> this does not appear to be a magical boat. Oh. Uh, you see, um, because detect magic is just a general on yourself thing. The, the familiar things that you and your companions are carrying. Um, you see some magic about the place, some minor enchantments on items people have, particularly your fellow pilgrims who seem to be a little better off than, you know, just the local farmers. Um, but the boat appears totally mundane. What are the other people that are here doing? Just sort of standing around? They, um, which, which other people? So there's the residents of the what what's functionally a sort of trade post? The other pilgrims going about the business. The other pilgrims. Okay, they are making their way to the boat uh, and boarding it. They do appear okay. to be. There is payment um, being given. Um, let me just pull up the right document with the right NPCs in it. Uh, there is payment being given to a a human, uh, middle aged lady. Uh, in green robes that match the boat uh, as people board. I think I sort of 
just been going in the direction of the boat. Like, clearly, this is the boat the pilgrims get on. We're pilgrims. We're getting on the boats. Until yeah, I hear... Until I hear has like, mutter an incantation, and then I'm just, like, hand on hilt. <laughs> Something is wrong. <laughs> I was, like, looking to has for guidance. Maynard, not has. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> I've overcorrected. <laughs> I tell you what, if Trick had Hazmat for an incantation, they'd be really worried. <laughs> um, we all would. So, like, after the little detect magic, he says, I don't know how it goes. Maybe the person who directs it has does something, but shall we? Gestures to boat. Right. Uh, are they going to take one horse? Do they start to get? Do they start to give us a look as we approach with horse? Hmm. They, they, they do. I mean, they certainly notice that you have a horse. Ah, uh, made the perception check. Hmm. But it's interesting. You, you feel like you've got a pretty good handle on the expression people make. Or would make when they didn't want you to bring the horse on the boat. You feel like that's something you could interpret. That look of oh no, no I'm about to have, to have an argument. Yeah, yeah. This is more an expression of interest. There's a certain wariness to it. It's for a moment, you know, it doesn't click until you remember that this is supposed to be a druidic monastery, and you realise that. This is someone who is looking at your horse like the horse might turn out to be another of the pilgrims. <laughs> that is um, <laughs> beautiful. Um, sorry. Oh, I like dreads. Um, <laughs> also, I suppose we, we are probably a little bit of, a, of an intimidating site since it seems like some people, a lot of people are sort of, you know, hiring people to go up the river with them who might, you know, offer them numbers and some measure of protection, whereas we are just a group of four people by ourselves looking looking at these two of us completely nails in a very visible yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> you, you look like people who can handle yourselves. Mm, which tends to get us looks. Okay, that's fine. We, we walk up to the ramp. And presumably they'll they uh, say either start trying to charge us money or... Um, yeah, they, they say a phrase that anyone who has been practicing their, their local phrases will recognize as good morning. But they are speaking. Real perks up, uh, he knows that today. one. <laughs> good morning. Four or five? Was that said with fingers? Not the first try, but if you looked sufficiently <laughs> confused. Yeah, see, what Real did was made the terrible mistake of answering in the same language, thereby giving the impression that he spoke <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Bill looks um, at the horse and then looks back at this this uh person and um they realizes he does not know do horse. Not, yeah, they say something that you do not follow to the horse, <laughs> and you know, pause politely, and then you know, smile and hold out their hand for the horse to snuff at, and then hold oh. up four fingers and look at you with a. Uh, real nods. <laughs> um, hang on, let's try Elvis just in case. Always give Elvis a try. Always give Elvis a try. 
right. We can give. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, the uh, no horses. Uh, also, actually, no. First, I'll say Elvish <laughs> in a question with a questioning mark with a question mark at the end. <laughs> Elvish, yes. No horses allowed. Horse can come. Just horse. Just horse. Okay. Horse can come. Five gold each person, one gold horse. Like, instinctively sucking my teeth. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is. I don't think. I don't think we're in a position to quibble, though. No, it would be quite hard. I think. Feels like this. Feels like the only boat across at a sacred site. Yeah, you pay uh, the asking price, don't you? I'll wait for someone else to. Walk. Yeah, they give a shrug at your expression and say. Ferry pays for monastery. I try to look, um, I try to look suitably, um, uh, what's the word? Contrite. <laughs> Respectful. I understand monks. Monks is good. Monks is fine. Yeah. Druids is basically monks, but in the trees. It's fine. It's fine. I get it. <laughs> I will cough up for myself and the horse. If pressed, I will cough up from, I will cough up for Maynard, who I think is currently broke. But I will, of course, give anyone else the opportunity to demonstrate their virtuous, um, generosity. First, <laughs> uh, real will pay for both himself and Maynard. <laughs> Look, I've got a family at home. All right, I'm sending back money to my family. <laughs> I guess I'm going to go ahead and just assume that Ember pays for themselves. <laughs> yes, sorry, I was muted, and no, that's okay. I just I do love the image of. Ember being like, you know what, this is the bridge too far. This is where I stop. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and wave you up. <laughs> going home. <laughs> you charge me to enter the monastery. I'm going home. <laughs> no, I do pay for myself. Mm -hmm. You are admitted onto the ferry, and so is your horse. And then you kind of stand around awkwardly on the ferry for a bit. There are benches, just regular wooden benches. Um... There's a slow collection of other passengers. This ferry is by no means going to be full. There's only going to be about maybe a dozen people on it by the time. Uh, and a and horse. It, and a horse. The horse does take up quite a lot of the space. The horse takes up several persons' worth of space, I believe, mm. is my impression of horses. Mm. I'm not an expert. Um, this, this spire, mm -hmm. I mean, presumably we can see it now, right? Roll a perception check. Okay. Uh, Love that. That either means that it's just at the edge of vision, or it's kind of foggy or magic shit. Twenty three though. Mm -hmm. Twenty three is pretty good. Um, what was the spire's stealth check? <laughs> 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 the reason for the spire's stealth check is you you peer out toward the island, and against the green of the island and the blue of the sky, you can make out this very very slender just almost just a line oh okay shimmering green blue that's cool very that wasn't what I... very thin okay that wasn't what i was expecting because i was i was imagining it was like you know like essentially like a like a like a caldera poking out of the water but it's like a spire on an island yeah okay the, the well... island itself is kind of caldera shaped it does have that kind of it, it, you know, the bowl with higher with higher at the edges with the bowl in the center uh, i was just wondering about somewhere like, in there there is some kind of monument 
I was just wondering about like size. Is it the, are we talking like sort of Mont Saint Michel size? Is the kind of visual reference I have in my head right now for the island? Yeah, or is it bigger than that? Is it like a proper the island? The island's pretty substantial. The island's several miles across. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, but more more pilgrims gather on this boat. You would notice that uh, sometime after you have boarded. Um, Along with the usual mix of mainly humans, sometimes part elves that have been on this journey, um, a pair of dwarves make their way onto the boat. They do not. They do not come over to try to mingle with Rill, but you you notice they don't really mingle with anyone else either. They're keeping themselves together as a pair. Mm. They both look. Um, I would say none of you are very familiar with dwarven ages uh but both of these individuals are graying in hair and beard well so that gives you a bit of a, a bit of a clue that they are not young dwarves and after a, maybe 40 minutes of sitting around getting lightly sunburned on this mm. boat the woman in the green robes pulls up the gangplank and shuts the little there's like a gate in the railing of the boat. She closes mm. that to make it a more complete railing and walks between you to the prow of the ship and picks up. It is a wooden bar. It is a fairly heavy, substantial looking wooden bar attached by ropes at each end to some anchor point in the deck of the ship right up at the prow. And she takes this bar and throws it off the front of the ship and oh. splashes. And then the boat gradually starts moving forward. How close to the prow are we allowed to get? I assume there's sort of a bit of like, even if it's just in sort of design where there's, you know, here are the steps where it comes up to the actual prow. Yeah, you know. there's like a, exactly that. There's that thing of like, here is the platform at the front and then a couple of steps down to the. I'm definitely going to go as far forwards as, you know, as looks like passenger mm -hmm. space and, le and sort of lean over and see if I can spot what I am guessing is the thing that is drawing this mm -hmm. ferry. Roll me a perception check. I love to roll perception checks. I didn't really do them. I'm quite good at them. Also, Ben, just as a side thing while I'm thinking of it, and I know you're not going to necessarily answer this straight up, this spire, but as a 15 on the perception check, this spire isn't isn't by any chance holding up the sky, is it? <laughs> You'll have to find out when you get to I the know. island for that one. I for a 15, I can tell you, this boat, this boat is being pulled by dolphins. Oh, yes, good. There's a, a pod of them, six or seven, that are swimming alongside the boat. And at any given point, two or three have got this bar gripped in their in their jaws and are pulling the boat along. And then when they get tired, they'll drop out and let someone else take over. And there's a pod of dolphins pulling the ferry. Incredible. And for the next couple of hours, you are crossing the lake because dolphins are not the fastest when <laughs> pulling entire boats. Does it feel good or bad to know that you've peaked, Ben? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins get them every time. It, it's a, it is slow and stately progress across the lake, and you have time to appreciate 
approaching the island, just how lush and green it is. The countryside around you has by no means been barren. It is good agricultural land. There has been plenty growing. Everything has been pretty healthy looking. The island ahead of you is just dripping with foliage. Everything is green. Everything that could be flowering looks to be flowering. The trees are all very tall. The water even beneath the boat as you approach becomes greener. Not, not clear and crystalline, but alive with tiny plankton and weeds and fish. And when you pull up to the matching jetty on the island, that too is green and mossy. The buildings that you can see on the island are mainly fairly small and fairly humble, uh, scattered in amongst the trees. Um, Rill and Trick would certainly recognize the, 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 the aesthetic approach here. This is where you build in the existing clearings or you build a, a tree house in a tree that is already substantial enough to hold it rather than change the environment you fit your dwellings into what's already there right very elvish there doesn't seem to be any real ceremony you are just allowed off the boat uh and told in your case with a certain degree of you know gesturing and pointing and making do in elvish uh that it goes back and forth twice a day you can leave whenever you're ready you can see looking toward the center of the island down into the shallow depression in the center the one really striking stone building on the island which is circular marble building with a domed roof and in the center of the roof is a comparatively proportionately small circular hole and up through that, through the building, is what must be the spire. It is a shimmering blue-green rock formation. Perfectly round, perfectly smooth, needle-sharp, and about 200 feet high. Wow. It is coming up to noon, and you can see on the roof of the dome only about a foot of shadow left. So at the moment, because we're up on the rim, we're like looking down on the dome. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I might say, hey, let's let's not head down yet. I kind of want to see the sun pass overhead. You know? Yeah, we can we can wait a little while. Yeah, let's have some lunch. Um, we'll sort of like we'll sort of move off. You know, so we're not right on the. Jetty, especially because probably the horse will want to graze. Probably best yeah, not do that. Think... Like right, right, right at the. Yeah, the there's a there's a little bit of ridge that you would have had to surmount to, to have that good view of the roof of the dome. So you're a little way up from the jetty. Yeah, uh, and you can very easily just step off the road to under the the shade of the trees and watch as that shadow shrinks, shrinks until all at once 
because you've been coming in from the west, you realize that the side of the spire close to you was in shadow as in a rush, the sun passes overhead of it and it blazes bright as the rock just shines in the sun and there is no shadow visible of that spire at all. And even the temple is just bathed in light and the sun for the first time any of you have ever seen this is directly overhead i could see why people would want to pilgrimage here this is phenomenal i mean for us at least gorgeous yeah it's been worth the trip beautiful but terrifying Terrifying. So I suppose that you're well, not making. I suppose you're not making a sketch of this for your book. <laughs> no, the the building itself, yes, but this is well, quite a lot. Difficult mm. to capture. Yes. Has drought art developed Kairoskir? I honestly thought that something deeply magical or spiritual was going to happen while we're here, while the sun passed over that spire, at the feeling, but... Mm. You could have a spiritual spirit. moment with the sun if you want, nobody's stopping you. <laughs> I don't know, well, I think... is going to go ahead inside. <laughs> this is way too much sun for him. Oh. <laughs> you humans can stay outside if you want. <laughs> I mean, the I actual last... monastery is a, is quite a hike away, right? Yeah, it's it's a good mile down the the side of yeah. this this bowl and and to the temple itself. I think if my last interaction with something uh, spiritual is anything to go by, better not make uh, have any sort of spiritual revelations that aren't about the forest for now. Better ones to have, you know. Yes, well, they don't like the headaches. How long does the like blazing display last, Ben? Because you are almost directly west of the spire, and that's the direction that the sun will move in, mm. this side of the spire will continue to be sunlit, but the actual, that shimmering display of just the whole thing reflecting and lighting up lasts maybe a minute and then it goes back to being just a very beautiful spire of rock that yeah. shines in the sunlight okay i i think after after a little bit of just admiring the the view so well, i suppose if we're going to come down to marjorie we should we should we should come down right yeah too yeah right and I think I'm, I'll probably be humming a hymn as I go down, you know? Mm -hmm. Something springy. <laughs> you know, about uh, the world has come to life and everything's lovely. A springtime sort of song. Yeah. Yeah, the crocuses are pushing up. All of that. Yeah. It takes, it's a mile, maybe a mile and a half from this, this sort of circular ridge around the island to the centre of the bowl. Mm -hmm. And you see people here and there. You are not the only people making your way off the boat toward the dome. 
but you also see people who seem like they live here. Um, a lot of them are wearing those same green robes or other quite simple cuts of clothing. A lot of them are carrying staves or have wooden rods hung at their belts. Um, you notice two or three large animals that don't really seem like they belong. Um, you definitely see a tiger moving with purpose through the trees <laughs> on some errand of its own. And one of the monks engaged in more direct um he's meditating he's sitting cross-legged at the base of a tree with his back against the tree and he has one hand sort of crooked up behind his head touching the bark and you can see little shivers and little sprays of leaves sort of moving up the tree as he does whatever work he's engaged in here Around the base of the the domed temple are more buildings than elsewhere and more people than elsewhere. You see as you're approaching, there aren't any doors in the entrances to this dome. It has this domed roof and beautiful, seamless walls. And there's not a crack between the stones. It, it's like it's one continuous carved piece of marble with arched entrances spaced around the base through which you seem to be free to come and go. And there are quite a number of druids inside along with the pilgrims. What are you up to? What are you doing? I'm going to kind of like, I think, I think maybe talking to the rest of the party on the way down mm-hmm. as I think but actually to be fair, I don't think I've really had I think I've I, I've had a little bit of contact with druids right like I have yeah. operated in 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 squads that included druids before which I think yeah. makes you the person who's had the most <laughs> ex, ex, druid exposure yeah um unless there are a lot of druids at court in the uh, underdark I don't really know but I get the feeling the drow are more interested in arcane and yes, um, they're, they're not. They're more, um... There's not a strong tradition. Yeah. Um. So I'll sort of say I think maybe we should take things slow. Like we should appreciate. The, I mean, first of all, because and I gesture around at the generally magnificent surroundings. But you know, I, I think marching in there and starting pressing will won't endear us, you know? Um, I think that's probably probably congruous with my experience of druids. They're a fairly... It's what I imagine of druids, and I feel like... Yeah, there's a sort of yeah. a measuredness yeah. about them. Well, I think that's a good idea to not rush in with all these frantic questions about the start of the war, the yeah. end of the war, and all this things... But we can, we, can, we can also talk about what are we even going to ask? I mean, we got a hint from Rothamir about something about this place, but what are we actually going to ask? I think, well, Roth, wasn't the whole point that the people here might know something about what happened, not not in the war, but in, in Firaxis? 
Yeah. Some people here, or some people who were here. Yes, the the wizard. That was it. The wizards who performed that ritual passed through here. Ah. And and this was long enough ago that even elves who were actually present might be gone. But uh, could I maybe make? I think it would have to be Arcana, which is a bit sad. But I am the most plausible one to make it. Yeah. Um, to have an idea of if druids are prone to being particularly long-lived. Hmm. To see if Real that's a thing that I might know. Um, Twelve. You've heard of it, but you don't feel confident whether it was true or not. Still, that's a that's a point of speculation. I mean, yeah. but I I've I mean I don't know if it's just stories and mystique, but they do say that druids age slower than most. So it may and you know and people pass on stories in a place. So if we don't meet someone who met them, we might meet someone who knows someone who who did. Well, but I think. I think we should start by just sort of, you know, and kind of gesture around again, like, look at this place. You should want to just be here because it's magnificent. <laughs> this is a correct place, you know, like <laughs> all the temples in the cities are fundamentally wrong. This is a correct place, by which I mean it is it is specifically like the monastery, like the, like the monastery near Fosberg. <laughs> sort of. It rem- well, it's more... you know. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's not. It's not all buildings and that, and therefore is a correct place. <laughs> is it is more greenery than I've ever seen in one place. I think it's a forest, of course. It's also worth. <clears throat> it's also worth bearing in mind that the the way I read about. The disaster at Firaxis um, was very much sort of sanitized in the same way that the start of the war was. So asking about it might mark us out as, well, interesting people. I mean, that's a, I feel like that's a risk we had to have accepted when we came out here, right? Yes. We might yeah. already be marked out as interesting people. Considering <laughs> that's very that's very true. But I want to yes, I appreciate this place. I want to get closer to that to the uh, to the round building, have a look at it. Yeah, I mean I think that's where we're going, right? We're going down towards the actual spin that's just, that'd be the spindle, right? From what we've been told, like that's the building around the, the spire. And yeah, so basically the monastery is the spindle and by extension the island and the spire right. is the spire. And you join the, the, the gathering of people that is present in this domed building. It is beautifully shady inside, and much cooler than the surrounding island. Mm. There's this almost circular patch of light on the floor around the base of the spire, which comes just straight up through the floor. And through the roof into the air. Mm. Almost circular? Almost. Very, very nearly. Like you would probably only notice the difference with a compass at this point. But it has been half an hour 
since noon. So the sun huh. has just moved off of central. It's not quite circular anymore. Is this paved? The inside of this building is paved, yes. Okay. And a, a path around the outside to a width of maybe 10 feet is paved. Are people taking off their shoes? Some have, some haven't. Doesn't seem to be a rule. Okay. Well, we'll I'll, uh, I'll hobble and tether the horse before we come in. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere... There are probably some hitching posts as you pass through the, the, oh. the more built-up area for, for that purpose. Well, there you go. The outside um, of the building is abstract designs, you know, lines and triangles and circles worked into the shape of the building. The inside, there are much more detailed carvings. There's carved trees and plants climbing up from the floor, just up the walls in white marble. And above those, there are birds and cloud shapes. And above those, on the dome itself, there is a star field just picked out in the stone. Is it like picked out with like different, different kinds of stone to face it? Or is it like engravings? Sorry. It's all, it's all engravings. It's all fairly right, deep right. carvings. Okay. All very, very smooth. You, you even close up, you can't see a crack. You can't see a brick. It, this all has the appearance of being one single piece of marble. In, from inside, you can see that the dome is, is ribbed to give it strength, but those two appear to be part of the whole. There are a number of druids here uh, of various species, um, including one that stands out is clearly a drow, but not veiled. <laughs> she has that deep midnight blue skin and that white hair, but her eyes are golden. Well, I suppose that's what happens. You stay around a place like this for too long. How do drow eyes normally look? I can't remember. <laughs> uh, drow eyes are... They're not like tiefling eyes. Tiefling eyes are like a solid colour. Drow mm. have normal, noticeable pupils, but mm. the colour of their eyes, the iris, tends to go all the way to the edge. Don't, okay. They don't have so much visible white in their eyes, and they often do glow slightly. This person has... Um, there's no glow, and there is some visible white. They don't. It's not just the color. They don't look like drow eyes. They look right. like something else set into her face. Hmm. Sorry, you're describing this person, and then I got distracted, and I forgot why. <laughs> what the context of this person was? Uh, she's was just she one a... of monks, and she's not veiled. Okay. She is about. She's noticeable. Okay. Yeah, you just notice that you know that's an unusual sight. Besides that, you see humans, elves, half-elves. You see one person of that same mixed heritage as the sailors that looks some orc, some elf, some human, all mixed together, um, and a couple of half-orcs. A lot of them are engaged in in quiet conversation with various small groups of pilgrims. Perhaps we ought to talk to one of the monks, monks as well. Place to start. Okay, do you have a strong opinion about who you would like to talk to? Uh, the drow is not currently speaking any, with anyone, and, and neither is one of the half-elves. 
catch me catch me just suggesting that we that we take a moment to take things slow and appreciate the place first. <laughs> just like we get inside immediately, someone's just hairing off like, right, okay, who can we talk to? <laughs> Um, oh, actually, does there seem to be any, um, there are monks here, are they devoted to a particular god, or is anything like that apparent? You don't, you know, you don't see any religious symbols on, on, on the monks. Um, and I, 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 I think, given that you've been, you've had a chance to talk to fellow pilgrims here and there along the road, um, I think it was something that came up before as well. Yeah, this is this is not a monastery in the sense of being devoted to a god. These this is a monastery in the sense of a place set apart, uh, but it is a druidic monastery. Uh, all of the all the monks here are, are druids. Druids come here for training once they've decided to to dedicate themselves to that path, rather than that just being something they do alongside their normal lives mm-hmm. uh, this is something of a sort of center of druidic learning in the world mm-hmm. well we can say that we potter around and ooh and ah at the place yeah, yeah. for an appropriate amount of time yeah, yeah, yeah. before we approach a monk instead of just sitting yeah. here in silence <laughs> for an enormous <laughs> amount of time i am perfectly happy for you to narrate that you you know, spend however long you feel appropriate to spend, um, taking it in, and then, yeah, do you have a, a particular... I'm giving you a choice. Considering, the... considering the language <laughs> uh, barriers we've run into beforehand, uh, Rill is going to want to approach the... Uh, Rill is going to want to approach um, the drow druid. Like... At least they have one language in common. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Okay, you you approach and she watches you, blinks those strange eyes, says, Welcome to the spindle. Hello. Um, friends and I, travelers, and we have some odd questions for you. That's surprisingly common amongst travelers to our monastery. I'm at your disposal. Please ask any questions you have. My name is Perry Makla. I'm a garden rill and my fellow travelers. And uh, he'll switch the common out of habit of, you know, introducing people mm-hmm. uh, and then look back in, in sort of sheepishly, um, uncertain if she actually, you know, understood what he said. Shakes her head slightly. That's not my best language, I'm afraid. Um, but if you're no. able to translate... Elvish? Elvish is better. Uh, many of the uh, many of the folk here speak Elvish. She'll switch languages appropriately. Okay. I, I take it the rest of you are more comfortable in, in Elvish. I'm so glad I picked up Elvish. Yeah. <laughs> as my bonus language. <laughs> um, I Does think we can Ember also... speak Elvish? Now, I think we should speak halfling. I think that's the best language for us all. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Um, it's like the relief as it goes around to as it goes around to that, and then since Real did the first round of introductions that apparently have not worked, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we'll reintroduce ourselves as Trick McGowan. 
and, and then nod at Ember because this is a purely audio meeting. We can't see each other to take any yeah. visual cues off of each other. <laughs> Ember McGowan. Please meet you. Page. Page and I got it. Welcome to our, our home. Uh, as you see, you're not the first to make the journey. So don't be shy to ask any questions you have. Oh, our, we have our questions are a little delicate, potentially. Uh, if if you if this is a, a personal conversation, then we we do have more private rooms we can speak in. It's uh, it's the sort of thing that that powerful 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 sorts take an interest in. Is the only thing. Her eyes on you just narrow slightly. Then perhaps, indeed, we should not be overheard. Uh, please, uh, this way. And there she will go. lead you out of this main temple and, and to one of the smaller buildings nearby, um, which is similarly open on the inside, but which has a door. Uh, it it's, looks to you like a very flexible space, like you would bring in whatever you needed for the purpose at the time and then clear it out again afterwards. She'll close the door and invite you to sit upon the floor, which is, um, it's not paved in here. It's actually very green grass, unusually green for grass that is indoors. It's very soft to sit on. Nice. She will sit cross-legged and fold her arms, fold her hands in her lap and wait with a disconcerting degree of patience. Um, I kind of look around at the rest of the party, but I, I'm not not unwilling to um speak, just like in case anyone had a had had some burning um desire. I'll start. Hmm. Um, okay. Without getting uh too much into the reasons why, we wanted to know about um about the. Telverum wizards that were responsible for the disaster at Firaxis. We'd heard that they had passed through here uh, before the uh, cataclysm. Roll me a persuasion check just to start us off. <laughs> this is why I don't say anything because my <laughs> very bad charisma. Or <laughs> oh, no, Maynard. <laughs> <laughs> I am a wizard. You want to talk to a warlock or a sorcerer? You are also a warlock. Yeah, not a very good one. <laughs> but this is accurate. <laughs> I'm. I'm sorry. I, I think you have. I think you, you've been misdirected. That that sounds like a question for for a magical library, perhaps, but not for us. Uh, can Perhaps I insight this was check a very her? Long time ago. Sure. Nineteen. I'm just see gonna... if she's pulling the wool over her, our eyes, or, or trying to guide us away for some reason. Nineteen. You th yeah you th you think this is a deflection yeah. Rill is going to cut in <laughs> at this point. Uh, Thank you. We're not asking out of idle curiosity. It's, it's very important that we 
we know any information about this that you have. Make a persuasion check? Yeah, I think so. Twelve? I'm I'm afraid any any wizards from Faraxis who'd been here, that was so long ago, there would be no one who remembered. And you must understand, it's not unusual for us to be visited by anyone who seeks to understand their place in the world or to make great changes to it. Sorry, there's been some... I, I think... I think... Um, may not, I think I'm misremembering. We're... Um, or actually, I think I think for um, I think for I think for to to save face to save face for to save face for male as well. Also, um, Maynard's use of evidentials isn't 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 uh quite right. We're looking for we're looking for we're looking for information about people who had known about the uh, disaster in Firaxis, The people that we look that we we're trying to find um, some traces on had gone to, had had gone to try to uh, to try to undo the damage. Maynard looks at Trick and smiles nervously. My elvish is not very good. Trick, do you want to roll me that insight check? That's right. Oh, it was a fifteen. Sorry, I rolled ages ago. She's. Possibly still trying. To, she's still trying to dissemble, but there was a distinct spark of recognition there. A definite that she's deflecting from the same thing you're talking about, kind of feel. Mm. I'll, I'll press on that, and I'll say, I'll kind of say, you know, um, it's fairly. I don't know how, how incognito have you been, real, real and Ember, like. Um, like religiously speaking, so I feel like you're the ones most likely to. Bill has not know. at all been incognito about this. Yeah. <laughs> the moment you got on the fucking boat, it's like, what's up with the fucking? Yeah. <laughs> Real, so really, Vanguard is covered in Moon's veil. <laughs> yes, covered in Moon's veil. Whole, whole, you know, nine. Well, not, not quite. Uh, because he has to wear the loose, you know, loose light clothing. But yeah, definitely back in his veil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Ember has a religious icon on their necklace, but that can be tucked into their okay, clothes. So Ember's a, a little more stealth, but Rill's pretty obvious. Yeah. Okay, so that's fine. We've got at least one person who's who who just has a big... who just bang a big pot saying, I am a cleric. Um, <laughs> so that's fine. I say, I kind of like, not, I kind of nod Rill and say, um, we've been uh, we've been Ah, is this necessarily the right direction to take with the druid? Mm. I mean, they probably don't like things being entire massive areas being fucked up with magical contamination, right? Um, oh, I don't think anyone would. We're on. We've been. We're following guidance to try to uh, uh, to try to. Uh, hang on. We're following guidance to try to. Uh, deal with the fallout from another angle and anything that we might be able to learn about these people or and that i kind of trail off because i decided to say if there's any way if, if any of them could still be contacted and i'm like yeah yeah but not, not that could be contacted at this point actually 
To be fair, I mean, you can speak with Dad. Anyway, <laughs> we need a piece of them for that. Um, um, anything that might help us, um, you know, uh, um, take a shot at the thing. T- try, try to do it good. Anything, anything that we that we might know about how they went about it, you know, um, could really help us and even if we can only help in a small way to set things right we are trying to yeah we are trying to um help set a piece of the world to rights i say trying to press that angle with the druid mm-hmm. is it time for me to make a persuasion check i've got i've got 12 charisma it's fine 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 i rolled I, that's 21 total that is that is pretty pretty damn good yeah it is as good as I can roll. <laughs> I think you're being honest with me. It is, as you said, delicate. And some of the attention it can attract is dangerous to stand too long under. She kind of just looks up to the ceiling for a moment. Huh. I think, I think this is a conversation that you have come to the right place to have. But I need to speak to our Archdruid and bring her in on this. We have an artifact here that can be used to cast a spell that forces truth on everyone in the vicinity. It will not force you to speak, but it will prevent you from speaking a lie. And the same for any of us who is present. That is a necessary condition for the conversation we need to have. And if you are not willing to do that, then I'm afraid we cannot help you. I mean, I'll look to my companions. I don't think any one of us can just say yes. But unless anyone's looking, anyone's jumping in to say, I'm not going to do that. I'll nod myself. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all right. Ember nods without hesitation. They'd much rather have all their cards on the table. Very well. Please wait here for just a moment. Drow steps up and steps outside and is gone for five, maybe ten minutes. Not long. Mm. When she returns, uh, following behind her, there is a much larger figure with greenish-gray skin walking with a staff that doesn't hard to be sure of their age and they don't seem infirm but they seem like someone who is very accustomed to carrying this staff like this is perhaps a symbol of office because there's a weight of authority on their shoulders as they step in this is an orc uh, wearing these same green robes, but in their case with a, a cream-colored trim around the edges. And they step in, shut the door behind them. So, my name is Sharog, and I think you are not really pilgrims. You've been listening to Come Out and Play, an all-trans real-play podcast. 
We'd like to thank our generous patrons for making this possible, especially our £20 and up patrons, Alexandria. To join them and get early access to our bonus episodes, check us out at patreon.com slash coapcast. You can find all our free episodes at comeoutandplay.games or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's all thank Ben for this wonderful session by sending him both of our files immediately. Mine's yes, already please. loading. I would appreciate that gift.